0: And here we go. Welcome to The Good Mill. This is Tiana.
1: And I'm Krista.
0: And we are here today with our resident good DILF, Jason Wood. Thank you for coming and joining us, Jason. Welcome.
2: Thanks. Good to be here.
0: Um, we appreciate you coming out. We think that if you like, you could be a, re- a recurring character and give us the dude's perspective.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm down. I'm always yes. down for that.
0: With all <laughs> this like dating and everything else that we've been doing. And, you know, because you kind of live the same life essentially that we do.
2: Oh, yeah. Insider trading.
0: Inside. Yes. That's what we'll do. That's what
2: we'll
0: do. All right, Jason. So just a quick introduction of Jason is he is a veteran. He's a dad to an adorable little girl. He's a former college athlete and a pro endurance athlete.
2: Hey, yeah. So glad to be here again. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm nearing 40. So I'm an old man at this point. But as was alluded to, I'm an Army combat veteran, served seven years in the United States Army as an officer. Uh, got out as a captain, which I would have stayed in a little bit longer so I could have been Major Wood. Um,
1: wow that would, been, uh, that would have been the best yeah, you should have just stayed in just so just, that you could have that,
2: just for the porn name yeah <laughs> but uh no god i was captain that Wood could have instead. been your only
1: name that, could, that
2: would have been my instagram that would have been everything <laughs> so uh so, i
1: actually vote if you make only fans that should be your just name be my name yes
2: please, please I'm, I'm down please. for that that's what we'll make that happen. Um, but yeah, so got out, uh, did three tours in Iraq during that time frame, mm. kind of back to back to back, uh, gra- literally graduated college in May of 2004, was in Iraq, uh, October of 2004, and then did, wow. did a year, came back for eight months, did a year, came back for a year, did another year, came back, and then they gave me a break job as an aide to a two-star, and that was not a break job. And so uh, so decided at that point to try my hand at the civilian world. And so got out in 2011, actually my, my last day in the military was 9-11-2011, so the, the oh, 10-year wow. anniversary. Wow, okay. Um, so got out uh, and started doing the defense contracting thing and been doing that ever since. I uh, work for a couple different companies, uh, but enjoy doing that, still staying in the military community and still being able to speak the language. Um, my number one job in life, though, is uh, dad to my, my little girl, my six year old. Her name's Camilla. And so she's my little princess, my world. She's my partner in crime. Other than that, I've kind of found my way into uh, the world of endurance sports, uh, specifically doing kind of ultra marathons, Spartan type races, obstacle course type races, and then doing CrossFit style events. So, that's where I'm kind of at in life right now.
1: So I want to say that he's being super modest yes. because I'm looking at this resume. Uh-huh,
0: that's what I brought. I up know too, he didn't mention
1: any. Yeah, of his you, you 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 forgot to mention that you were Richmond's top 40 under 40, and then a GQ magazine Better Men Better World nominee. You were in Men's Health magazine, and you making a world record attempt on Mount Kilimanjaro.
0: Wait, whoa, what? Yeah. This
1: September. So you forgot a few important (laughs) details about your Dolphy life. (laughs) (laughs) And I think those are the
0: most like wows, you know?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I've been just very fortunate in, I guess, my life to to have some opportunities to do some things. And uh, the GQ magazine thing and the top 40 under 40 came from me serving in a nonprofit in Richmond called Higher Achievement. They provide mentorships to at-risk youth, middle school Mm. age youth in the community. And so started working there as a mentor, worked my way up into their board, basically their council. That's awesome. And then uh, I started a young professional group while I was there for the organization. And uh, we did a lot of good things. And we're, they, the organization continues to do a lot of good things for at-risk youth in that community and in other communities, Baltimore, DC, a few others, Pittsburgh, I think is one of them. Uh, so just very fortunate to find my way into that kind of circle. And then from that met other great people and, and was able to grow that into some different things and had the opportunity to work with a group called Wine to Water now that we're, cause we're drinking wine. Just reminded <clears throat> me, got a chance to go to the Amazon jungle in Nepal and uh, do some well work and provide basically clean drinking water, potable water to communities and villages and tribes in areas on the Amazon and Nepal that lacked it. So trying to decrease dysentery and other diseases that the lack of clean drinking water, you know, creates. Got a chance to do some amazing work there with some amazing people and just continue to do that kind of stuff. And I love it, you know, giving back and being a part of the community and being a, continuing to serve after my military service is a big thing for me and just enjoy doing it.
0: So basically what you're telling us is that you're the full package, yeah. right? Yeah, you're like Captain Planet, yeah. right? superhero, <laughs> happy, works out, like all of the things. So, you know, good dad. So yeah, you're just basically telling us that you're the, the full package. So ladies, ladies, <laughs> go ahead and hit us up. We can hook you up. We can hook you oh. up. <laughs> we can put in a word. We can oh, put it in a word. <laughs> so how did you get into doing the whole Spartan races and the ultra marathons and all
2: that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I mean, you guys mentioned the good stuff, but there was definitely a time where that I struggled, and there was bad stuff. You know, I think coming out of the military, I struggled a lot with uh, anxiety, you know, PTSD, all the different things that that came with service, as well as just not being in touch with myself um, and not, you know, fully loving myself and being, you know, having an identity basically. And after I got out of the military, that's when I met the mother of my daughter, and we had a good relationship. But I will say, the end of that relationship probably was mostly my fault. Uh, you know, a majority of my fault uh, because of the the issues that I was carrying, the baggage that I was carrying, and my inability to look myself in the mirror and say I've got issues and I need to fix them to fix my relationship. That kind of caused the rift between me and my ex, and and we split. And then after that split, I kind of had a a tumble, and I was fifty pounds heavier than I am right now. I oh, was what? overweight. I was. I can't
1: even uh, imagine that. I
2: even imagine yeah, so I was out of shape. I was I was out of shape mentally and physically. I was just everywhere. So I just remember my daughter was about two at the time when the split happened. And I remember just looking at her and she wanted to do stuff. And I was just on the couch, just being lazy. And I just remember having that come to Jesus mirror moment where I was looking at myself and saying, what, what kind of example of I'm being for my daughter? Like, wh- what kind of example I, am I being for my family? It had been a kind of a, a long drop from where I was doing all those things for, you know, higher achievement and other things to where I was, where I was at, that, at that point in my life. And so I, needed, I knew I needed a goal. I remember I was on Groupon one day because I'm a Groupon junkie. I love the deals. Um, and I found a deal for a Spartan race. And
1: he's frugal, so he's uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, though, sometimes the Groupon deals aren't really deals.
2: No. They, no. It's just
1: marketing. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I used to, when I was uh, living in Hawaii, I worked at a dive shop during the summer when I wasn't teaching. And the Groupon deal was the regular price. They just, like, put it on Groupon. Yeah.
0: So because it was on Groupon,
1: people so assumed. Yeah, Groupon. so it's, like, another yeah. just, like, marketing tool. Yeah
2: yeah like a that's lot of, how they get you like a lot of the travel stuff you can yeah. get better deals in travel agencies yeah. ah. point taken but uh <laughs> but it was a good it was a good deal for this spartan race it was, it was uh it was spartan virginia it was like 50 percent off their normal oh prices. wow and those those races
0: are expensive yeah they're, they're they? yeah they're like i've never bucks. done
1: one
2: they're like 100 bucks yeah you got to do one uh <laughs> we got to get you on it uh um, but uh okay but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll start off, like, yeah, okay. we'll start off with a sprint. Uh, we can do
0: a sprint. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: But yeah, so, uh, it was in Virginia and, uh, I just remember uh, saying to myself, you know what, let's, let's, let's start off with that. Let's make that a goal. So I started working out. I remember, you know, this is probably 2017. So I remember getting on a treadmill and sucking it up on a, just a one mile run, like at one life fitness down the road, like just dying after a one mile run and thinking, hey, here's where I'm at. And, uh, I did that race a couple, like, it was June of 2017 was my first Spartan race. And I just remember struggling through that race, wanting to quit several times, like just bad off. And when I jumped the, because in a Spartan race, you jump the fire to kind of right. go across the finish line. I jumped over the fire and I remember just almost passing out in, on the, in the grass, like next to the finish line. But I remember falling in love at that point and saying, this is for me. This is it. This is my thing. By the end of 2017, I had lost about 40 pounds. And I did my first elite race for Spartan in Central Florida, down in um, the Tampa area. Okay. I did two races back to back on that weekend, and I finished in the top twenty in both. That's when I kind of knew I was like, okay, I can I could do something with this. And so I spent like a little bit of an off season getting myself in shape, and just started doing them ever since. And qualified for the obstacle course racing world championships and North American championships the last two years. Qualified for the Spartan World Championships last year. Done pretty well at it. So I'm you know I'm excited what the future holds but it was kind of a gateway drug to other things uh kilimanjaro is one of those things so didn't ultra that, running that, and all that stuff
0: yeah and it turned into the ultra running because the, the ultra runnings are what 100 miles
2: well what uh, it's anything yeah, it's well, something crazy. it's anything over 26.2 miles is kind of considered an ultra but um it really happened this year because of covid right. when covid hit i tend to be more of a lifter i like being in a gym i like the short fast stuff Uh, So stadium races, things like that. But with COVID, it was like gyms were taken away for that first part of the year, really. And so I just got into running a whole lot. And then I remember it was March, April timeframe. Actually, it was Memorial Day weekend. So it was probably May, I guess. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. I remember I did a Saturday. I PR'd my one mile run. I, I ran a four minute, 58 second, one mile. Then I decided that next day on Sunday to try a 50K just on my own. Just go out around the neighborhood and run basically 31 miles. Yes. So, I, so I did that the next day and I averaged like an eight minute, 26 second per mile pace for the whole 33 30 miles.
0: Holy crap. And then, Can you say that again. I don't think I heard you right.
2: So I've averaged an eight minute, 20 sec, 26 second pace. I think it was for the whole 31 I didn't
1: miles. take my ass to the gym.
0: I feel completely inadequate of my goal of doing one pull up.
2: Now and, and, now. and then the next day I think that Monday I did uh I did the Memorial Day Murph just mm-hmm. the crossfit workout that everybody kind of knows and loves the, the one mile run mm-hmm. 300 air squats 200 push-ups and 100 uh, pull-ups and then another one mile run I have no and, interest
0: in ever doing that but
2: so will... so so yeah so to do
0: very it. inspirational yeah <laughs>
2: so so I mean like I even posted a picture on on my Instagram kind of after that the long run where you know at that moment I remember just cr- like kind of crossing the finish line mm-hmm in front of my front yard and my driveway and just like looking back at a couple of years prior, not even be able to run a mile on a treadmill and then kind of where I was at and just seeing that transformation, not only physical, but also like the mental strength and everything that it took to get me to where I'm at. What do
1: you do for diet? Um, Are you, like, I like
2: whatever I want. Whatever. Okay.
1: Uh, no, that's good. No, that's what I wanted to hear. Like, yeah. so you just do these extreme workouts and then you can eat whatever you want. That's what I need to do. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. because
0: this chick right here, she's like eat... a major foodie. Yeah, she may be, I'm here she for it. She may be small, but she can eat. I'm here for it. And I definitely like to eat too, but I also work out so that I can eat the way that I like to
2: eat. Yeah, no, I mean, I think for people's goals, a lot of it, people, you know, sell diets and everything, but mm-hmm. I tend to look at it as, don't try to diet. Don't try to do those things. It's a lifestyle at that point. Mm -hmm. You have to make it kind of a lifestyle into what you're doing to do on a daily basis. And if you're trying to lose weight, you got to do it smartly. Don't take my simple, you know, my simpleness here for- I think
1: that it'll work though. (laughs) Like run 30 miles and then you can eat whatever you want.
2: You know, I just try to eat clean. I have toyed with Mm -hmm. diets, uh, Mm -hmm. certain diets. Like uh, I did a I was sponsored by a plant-based company for a while. Oh, how
1: was that?
2: It's actually really interesting. I mean, I think there's different ways to mimic m- the meat, and like taste mm-hmm. of it. So the the chef that they had, it's a company called NextGen Plant-Based. They're actually out of Virginia Beach area, Chesapeake. Oh. They're veteran-owned. They do some great stuff. They would deliver me the meals every Sunday and I would have meals, you know, for three or four days out of the week gave me ideas on how to just incorporate more plant-based type stuff into my diet. Don't get me wrong. I still eat meat, but I think incorporating that and having that, you know, knowledge and having that, you know, expand my horizons a little bit was a good thing for me. And, Cause it
0: expands your palate and it gives you different choices. Cause I can tell you for meal prep, I make the same six things. Yeah. Same yeah. Six things yeah. all the time. You know, that sounds cubs, super boring. It is super boring, yeah. but it's easy, and I can make it in large quantities on
1: a Sunday. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha.
0: And put it in my containers, and then I have it all week. Usually, my yeah. dinners I don't necessarily meal prep, but my breakfast, my lunch, and a snack I will meal mm. prep. Yeah, and I make the same six things all the
2: time. It was getting boring eating like the chicken with the mojo, and then broccoli, white rice. Kind of, <laughs> it was just I. I was doing a bodies builders type diet, yeah. and it just for endurance type sports, it just wasn't working. So I had to expand it and I had to learn more about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm still toying.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and I, I think it's, it's all about balance,
2: too. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because you have to be able to drink your wine or have your shot Yeah, yeah. You'll you go know, crazy.
2: So like, I ate a whole pizza last night, so. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: I you know, I, do, I like my pizza, my wings, and my tacos. Mm-hmm. I do. I do do that. I got my tequila that I like to drink. You know, we like to go out and have yeah. a time yeah. and enjoy ourselves. So I think it's moderation, moderation. And for me, it's an 80, 20
1: lifestyle that I try and live, but you
0: know, abs are made in the kitchen. Just saying. Yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. Very true. So now, We've done the whole working out thing. And Jason and I know each other. We we, we drank the Kool-Aid at Cycle Bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. let me tell you something. Sitting across from him on Sidebar. I wouldn't <laughs> even want
1: to sit near him no, move, move, at Cycle <laughs> Bar. Sit
0: across from him when he's on Sidebar and your ass is working harder than you've ever worked before. The, the last time I rode in, in the class with him and he was on Sidebar, I literally thought I was going to throw up. Every time I looked up, I was like, this motherfucker. yeah
2: just a little energizer bunny he
0: does not stop I'm like dude how do you do it but I did have my best stats in class the only other time that I've had stats like that was when Lynette which is my trainer also a cycle star sat next to me oh come on girl come on girl and I was like yeah here, here, here. I love
2: I love that whole crew out there man yeah. they they do great work and really they, they're just good people
0: yes quick plug Red Mill Cycle Bar over in the Red Mill area in Virginia Beach if you've ever wanted to like check out a cycle bar class and spin it is a party on a bike and they are the best humans you will ever meet your
1: videos do look fun though they are like big, when they're it's like high energy I know
0: that you don't like to but I really wish you yeah, would have like, come and try just once nah
1: no. I'm good with the yoga there
0: trying like
1: and yoga i'm like in the front center of the class at cycle bar i'm going to be like in the back corner hiding yeah. so, so
0: that's you're like the like for me i'm at, on the sidebar right there yeah. in front
1: yeah you know? i'd be hiding somewhere where no yeah. one can see I, me yeah i normally do that but i i,
2: I try but i would they have a leaderboard on there that shows your stats no i don't, I
1: don't want my stats no. on so there so i
2: keep trying to throw hints out there so i have like my leaderboard name's literally been like bumble i'm single like <laughs> everything <laughs>
0: And no, has anyone hit on you
2: no, at Cycle Bar? No, never once.
0: I wonder why. I'm
2: intimidating, apparently. I get that so much. I know women get a lot, but I I, I think men get it. It's just probably because
1: you're super athletic.
2: The only reason I got into Cycle Bar, without naming names, was I was dating one of the first Cycle Stars that went there. So I've been going to Cycle Bar since day one at Red Mill because I was dating one of the Cycle Stars. Is she no, still
1: there? I was gonna okay. There. I was gonna say, is it awkward? She's
2: not like, still there. No, no. So, so we'll just leave it at that without naming names. All right.
0: So you are single. Why did you decide to get
2: out of the military? Um, I think for me, I tend to be just kind of a fast-paced, like goal getter kind of guy, and the military was very—I don't know. I think it, you it, get limited. It, yeah, you feel kind of limited, but at the same time during that time frame, I was deploying on a rapid basis. Like, I, the op tempo was high. I was gone all the time and I was an aide to a two-star. I was at that point named one of the, you know, I, I was in Army Transportation Corps. So I was named the Transportation Corps Officer of the Year at one point. All these different things, but I was getting promoted at the same rate as the guy who had never deployed once, like all these kind of different things because you're you're promoted up to a certain point on just years in service. And did you that not? you know, do cocaine in the back alley behind the strip club.
1: What the hell going on? Did I miss this part? Um, <laughs> so, so, did I miss this story?
0: Like, No, no, no. <laughs> There's some stuff that goes on.
2: Military communities, man. It's, it's fun. It's, 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 a,
0: it's a very interesting community. I'll just say but, that. But
2: yeah. yeah, but I mean, like it kind of joke, but it was just one of those things where you know, I just wanted to try my hand at something else. I tend to be one of those guys that every couple years, you know, finds my way into a new job or finds my way into something new, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got a new focus. I'm kind of a, I, I always joke that I'm like the dog off the movie Up, where it's like a squirrel kind of thing. <laughs> um, That's so I, I, I kind of find a new passion.
0: Me? No, never. Yeah. You are a total never, squirrel never, never. girl. What are you
2: so my, my parents even joke with me because I am I'm like get a new car like every two or three years just because I get I get over the old one. And maybe that's probably what's wrong with my dating life. It's like, ah, this is it's been a couple of days. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a couple of days?
0: Come on, Jason.
2: No, I'm not that's that funny. bad. But yeah, I mean, like I, I just think career wise, I've always kind of looked for opportunities of growth and try to take advantage of those things and content and happy with where I'm at right now. But that's not to say I'm not always looking for something better. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So. What do you do right now?
2: So I am in, uh, it's a lot of words, So, but I'm basically an IT program manager for a Department of Defense contracting company. So gotcha. we basically do a lot of the IT work for, you know, a lot of the major naval shipyards and things like that around here. So, yeah. We're
0: basically
2: still involved with the military. Still involved yeah. with the military. Uh, it's been interesting, though, because a lot of the work I've done with the company I'm with, Is specifically been Navy, and I'm coming from an Army background. So learning that language and where that world is just—it's funny how just similar we are in a lot of ways, but how unique each branch is in a lot of ways. And so, been learning that language and having fun with it. Yeah, but go Army, be Navy, just period. Yeah, Navy we did beat year. Navy. Yeah. We
0: did beat the Navy this year. So being a girl dad, how's that?
2: Oh man, I love it. It's one of those things where I think initially when we got pregnant and everything, I definitely wanted a boy. You know, I think any guy will tell you, like if he's being honest, that he wants that like little mini me, that son that he can coach in football and all that stuff. But uh my daughter's taught me so much about myself. Aww. Um, I think she's been my biggest teacher in life. She's taught me patience, she's taught me, you know, the loving type relationships, all the different things that i Probably didn't have for myself growing up. As we were discussing before the show, like I grew up in a family that was like very, like just my parents had me as, a, as teenagers. They were working two jobs each. They were, you know, there was always, you know, go get our lifestyle. And we didn't really talk about emotions. There was like really that, no, I love you, those deep conversations. It was kind of just you do you, keep driving. Get, go to college, do this, do that, do that.
1: Was one of your parents in the military?
2: No. Oh, okay. Uh, um, my grandfather served in the Army National Guard for a little while. And then my my great uncle was in World War II, but that's really the extent of the military mm-hmm. service in my family. So I was like kind of one of the first ones to really you know serve in that capacity that you know modern era I guess it was just that lifestyle we lived it was just you know you work hard you you reap what you sow you, you you know go out there and you know my drive and my I guess attention to detail and all those kind of different things come from my parents and come from my grandfather and my family as far as passing on the emotional knowledge it wasn't probably there as much They've gotten a lot better as, as I've gotten older it's it's amazing they've been married ever since. You know, they had me, which, you know, it's been what, 39 years now they'll be married. But my daughter, I think, has taught me so much more about like being able to have conversations because I eventually want her when she's a teenager to be able to come to me and have those kind of conversations and say, hey, dad, I I may have messed up or I did this or I did. I want to have that open relationship with her so that, you know, and have that healthy, loving relationship. And so I think that's been awesome. Like I think in playing dolls and playing dress up, I mean, she's painted my fingernails, painted oh, my toenails. I love it. Um, so, I mean, like, in fact, she painted my fingernails before my last uh, ultra run on Halloween night. She painted <laughs> them black. And it's just a nice, like, it's a nice reminder when you're, you are know, 40 miles deep into a race. It's the middle of the night. All you got in is a headlamp and you're running around a trail for 13 straight hours to look down and have that reminder that, you know, she's there. Even though she's not there, she's there with you. And it gives you that like extra drive. I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Being a girl dad, what are you most scared of in the future?
2: Oh God, dating. (laughs) (laughs) Dating. I know exactly what a man thinks. And that's the problem. Um, No, especially at, you know, 13 that early teenage years, like the hormones and everything else. But all I can do is, and all, you know, me and her mother, I think we do a great job co parenting All we can really do is just give her the tools and and give her the confidence that she, you know, that she's going to go out there in the world and make the right decisions. And then, If she just happens to make a wrong decision, we're going to be there for her. I mean, that's all I can do.
0: And that's really the most important thing because my my children are adults now. And I have to say that it's one of those things where you pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Because if you don't pick and choose your battles properly, they won't come to you with the big stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's what you want. Mm. You
0: want them to come to you with the big stuff because at the end of the day...
1: Those are probably the most... Those
0: are the most important things. Like, I will say my oldest daughter has the uncanny ability to be in the middle of a conversation and drop a bomb about something that transpired and continue with the conversation. And you're listening to her and you're like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah, yeah. Like, go back? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Oh, and then she she gets funny. And then she... Give us an example. So... She was in eighth grade and she was a ballerina. I had picked her up from middle school. We're hauling ass down the 264 because, you know, she's got to, she gets out of school at 350 and she's got to be there at 430. And she's telling me about something that's going on. And then she proceeds to tell me how one of her friends was doing some things with a boy in, ah! she was and in this middle. was in middle school.
2: See? Damn it. That's what I'm scared of. And
0: and then she continues with the conversation as she's talking. I'm like, she always dropped things on me when she knew I wasn't going to be able to lose my shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Smart.
0: I will say, Christina raised me just as much as I raised her. And even still to this day, she'll say, you know, I'm the mom. And I'm like, nobody asked you (laughs) stay in your lane over there because nobody asked you. She just would drop these bombs. And I'm like, who is doing what at what age? I was so not even there at that
2: point. Yeah
1: taught middle school for a little bit and those kids are crazy my, my
2: brother said the same my brother taught middle school and my brother my brother said he would hear conversations this is this kind of he, he jokes about it but he would hear conversations like sexual conversations through, between middle schoolers mm-hmm. and he would say sometimes i had to take notes
1: oh my, <laughs> my gosh! <laughs> like, like they, you they don't do that they don't know if they're still kids they don't right. know if they're like teenagers they're just like little hellions
0: and literally they're biologically crazy yeah, they literally are biologically crazy because what's Everybody's going on going. in their brains, going. what's going on in their bodies, and what they're feeling—they have no idea how to put it all together. So they literally are nuts, l- l- little yeah. crazy. And, and, and just for the
2: ladies out there, men don't actually come out of that stage till we're like thirty-five.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the front
1: the, yeah, to differ. the well, <laughs> okay, we'll give you that. One. The frontal lobe fully develops at
0: twenty-five. Men and, you know, takes a little bit
2: longer for me. It's, yeah. <laughs> and, and
0: it's okay. They say girls develop which sooner than boys yeah. and all that no, kind of stuff. No, I mean,
2: I get it. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I think the other thing, talking about like stuff with like raising your daughter and everything like that, I think one of the things that we've done a lot of is I every Friday night we do a daddy-daughter date night.
0: It. and so uh i was ev- just getting ready to bring those up because yeah. i see those pictures yeah. on instagram and i'm like i love this
2: yeah so, so this. every, every friday <laughs> every friday night she knows we go out to dinner and i you know we do you know we've done dry and do Toby. you
1: let her pick the restaurant yep, yep. oh so, did she ever say i don't know or she like always knows where she, she wants knows to go. exactly oh i love it, it. i love that kind of it yeah, yes. yeah,
2: she wants her hamburger and cheeseburger and all that kind of fun stuff where, uh, what's her favorite restaurant it's a it's a toss up between there's two in Newport News Smoke uh, which is a barbecue type style place. She really loves their pizza, their wood fire pizza. Ooh. And then there's Hilton Tavern, which is right across the street from our house, and she loves their cheeseburger, French fries. Every Friday night they have a one pound shrimp, and I always get the shrimp, but she always is picking off my plate. Of so start uh, start oops. young. But we do that every Friday night, and and we've done drive in movies. We've done you know pretty there's much
0: drive in here in Hampton Roads.
2: Um, well they've had, they've had pop ups uh, come through. Do they have food? Uh, yeah, they do. Because uh, do you got
0: to bring your own?
2: Well, you can do both. I okay. mean, but the Newport News one has the restaurant Sage inside, and so you, you can order it from your phone while oh. you're on the car, and then go pick it up from the front and go in. So, I mean, it's just like a drive-in movie. I mean, mm. and so we we started setting it up where we I'd put the top d- back in the car, and we'd have blankets and pillows, and do our little daddy daughter date night oh. with whatever we got. So. I love it. So yeah, by the
0: way, she is literally your twin. Like you could not have spit her out.
2: Eh, anymore a, when she was real young mm-hmm. she looked just like her mom which is probably a blessing uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but like i said her like i think i told you her so she's uh, her mom is Puerto King and cuban mm-hmm. and mixed and i'm Go latinas know, yeah <laughs> i'm as white as they come but uh <laughs> <laughs> but so she's got that attitude i'm a little bit scared talking about growing up mm-hmm. one of the one of the big fears i have is she's already learning spanish oh, she gonna and i yeah she gonna cuss you I'm out? I'm gonna have to walk around with Google Translate all yeah. the time because she's gonna be in the back seat talking shit about me, and I'm gonna be like, "What are you saying?" Yeah. she's <laughs> totally gonna
0: cuss you out in Spanish, and you're gonna think yeah. that she's saying some wonderful things about you. Nah, boo. She's cussing you out. Yeah,
2: <laughs> her her abuela watches her on a daily basis after school, kind uh-huh. of thing, and she's straight out of Cuba, and so I'm sure I'm gonna get all kinds of good, fun words thrown at me. <laughs> she
1: is a cutie. I'm looking at your Instagram, and Isn't she's adorable?
0: adorable. She is a cutie. Yeah. I could tell
1: she's a little sassy thing. She she
0: does look
1: like she's got some sassy. Yeah, she, I can yeah.
2: tell in these photos she, she, she's sassy. Yeah, throw a camera in front of her. She's going to pose. And I then, love uh, it. And then uh, she wants to start her own YouTube channel already. Oh, let
1: her do it! Let her, her, do her do it!
0: Let her do it! It's
2: a conversation with her mom that we're all oh touche touche yeah, <laughs> yeah so, mom's gotta agree yeah. mom we're agreeing with you If you
0: said no then it's no but yeah. if you say yes we
2: say yes. yeah she watches all the YouTube channels and all. What's that her favorite? Um, she watches um, was Asieland like she watches these reaction type shows now where it used to be like the uh, like the dolls like opening up dolls and yeah. playing with dolls and stuff. Now she's starting to get more into like the teenage world so. So when she actually pulls up youtube now i have to physically sit there and watch oh, to be wow. sure there's some channels where i'm just like i don't know <laughs> yeah and then there's some channels where i've gotten real comfortable with the content okay. and so i'm i'm like okay we'll we'll stick to these channels now because daddy knows what steven share and the share fam are all about um versus you know God knows what else is out there What's on the internet. show
0: Lucy likes with the little boy? Ryan's uh, World? Ryan's World. Yeah,
2: she was big into Ryan's yeah. World. Yeah.
1: Do you know how much money that kid makes? Yeah, he's like the biggest YouTube. $27 million yes. a year or
2: something yes. like that. Me? Yes,
1: yeah. he's the highest paid YouTube star. Are you serious? Yep, and he's like nine. And yeah.
0: he's kind of annoying.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I've watched those with Lucy, and I'm like, Lucy, can we watch? I watched. She's like, No. I watched an
2: episode with Camilla, and I was like, We could do this. Twenty (laughs) seven mil? We could do this.
1: I know. And he's like, got like toys now and Mm -hmm. stuff, and like a TV show. Yeah. Don't Uh go to.
2: Yeah. Don't go to Target because all it is now. Target. You have your LOL dolls and Barbies, still a little bit stuff like that, but it's becoming the YouTube stars now are having toys, and it's all these little packages that kids want to open. So you basically have and like something the size of a an egg, and, and but, you don't
1: even know what's in them.
2: And, and you but, have no
1: idea. So you just got to buy this thing, and you don't even know what's inside.
2: they and they're the most environmentally unfriendly things I've ever seen <laughs> in my damn life. Oh, are they really?
0: Well, yeah. It's you so open, much plastic. You open so up something plastic. the size. You
2: open up the size of something like a cup or something, and it's got all these wrappers and toy. Like yep. everything is wrapped. Oh my so, god. Yeah. So like the the little doll's shoes are fucking wrapped. So you got to open those and it's just, it's everywhere. My
0: ex-husband and I, we would complain because the girls, we had three girls. So we had Barbie, Barbies and dolls and all these things. And when you would buy a a doll, they come all attached to the back. Oh, the little, yeah. Oh yeah.
2: That's still a hassle.
0: It was just the the twisty things that you would have to twist off. But I couldn't even imagine now.
2: Yeah, no. So I got her the LOL dollhouse for the Lucy wanted that for Christmas yeah that was a mistake
1: yeah she Lucy's too I'm not buying that thing it's the
2: damn Ikea of dollhouses oh (laughs) oh,
0: hell no hell no it's
2: it's, you I spent like four hours putting that thing together
0: oh my gosh that's crazy yeah that's worse than a Barbie dollhouse because Barbie dollhouse takes some time well because
2: the couch everything's right like you just don't open the box and the couch like and everything everything is wrapped individually so like the pillows for the couch those
0: LOL
1: things are crazy Every yeah it's all pre-wrapped like each individual thing
0: girls just so that you're aware when i become a grandma i'm giving you guys all gift cards for the babies done that's actually perfect gift
2: cards cards. whatever you
0: want because i ain't opening shit
2: yeah yeah so my my family actually they bought her some toys, but she they gave her some gift cards too, and yeah. it's it's almost nice because it kind of teaches her like monetary value of things. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I'll give her the gift card and be like, look, you can't buy anything that's over nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So she goes into the electronics section, daddy, this TV's is nine nine nine. Like no, that's nine hundred ninety nine dollars. But, yeah, it's, it's been a good learning tool for her with the gift cards. But the toys thing has been – you can't go into Target without, Daddy, can I get a toy? Oh, wow. It was just Christmas yesterday kind of thing.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
2: so it, I'm done with that. Does she
0: have you wrapped around her fingers?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the bad thing. Like, it's yeah. – I can't say no, especially when she gives me those, like, the puppy dog eyes. It's like, uh so she knows she's got me, mm-hmm. but, uh, but we have a great relationship. And then I think me and her mom have a really good relationship. Uh, co-parenting the co-parenting is yeah. The co-parenting thing's, I think going really well. I think we do a really good job at it. I think one of the big things I had to learn over the first couple of years is that her mom and I, that ship has sailed. For lack of better terms, her mom has kind of moved on and, and doing her own thing. And I'm I'm really happy for her because it makes her happy. In turn, if it makes her happy, it's going to make my daughter happy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that's really what I'm about. I think we've come to a really good place in that relationship between ourselves. I think that can be scary for a lot of people when, when dating because you, you you have that really good relationship with your ex and you're the mother of your child. And there's always that. I don't know if there's an inkling, but there's always that kind of, oh, are you ever going to get back with your ex kind of thing?
0: For me, I would like to know that whoever I'm with has a good relationship with their spouse. Yeah. Because that means ex not spouse. spouse. Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ex spouse. Just so everyone. Too much
2: married, wine. I Too do much
0: wine. not, under any circumstances, am a homewrecker. Just so that everyone is. Please homeowner.
2: have a good relationship with your spouse, Please so I can have a good home- Relationship
0: <laughs> with your spouse. I am talking about your ex spouse, the one that you are no longer with. Your baby daddy, your baby mama. Who? That a Freudian
2: slip? We got there. No, apparently, but
0: there ain't. I don't want that Yeah, yeah. Um. I think that I would rather that be the situation, yeah. and I don't know that I would necessarily be worried about them getting back together. Because I know for me, my ex and I have a pretty good relationship, and I have no intentions of ever getting back with him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think just like there, there has to be that adult relationship, that point in your in everything where you say, "Hey, look, we can't be childish about this. We have a daughter that we have to raise." Correct. We have to be two grown adults here and make sure that we're doing what's best for her. And that doesn't mean that we have to, you know, trade texts every day and everything else. But that means we need to communicate when well, we probably communicate now better than we did when we were in the relationship. You know, those kind of things have really, I think, helped you know Camilla develop and be a, a good, well-rounded kid. You know, and so I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. Now, when you talk about me and like future partners, one of the big things that I always lead off with is I don't need another mom. She has one. Her mom is a great mom. I don't need another mother. I need somebody who can be a strong female role model for my daughter and a presence that is around that I can show Camilla what a healthy, loving relationship looks like between a man and a woman. Period. That's what I'm looking for. She
0: just gets an extra adult in her life that enrich her in another way. Yeah. Not that she needs anything else because I feel the same way. Yeah. I don't want to go into a relationship because I, at one point in time was like, I don't want anybody that has kids that aren't the same age as my children. But I found that that was really hard because I'm an anomaly. Yeah. yeah. Like my child The youngest one, most of the people, their oldest child is still younger than my youngest child.
1: Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying.
0: So I kind of tend to date younger than my age anyway. Yeah, me too. So, So, you know, that I couldn't say no, they didn't have a child. They couldn't have a child. But at the same time, I'm not trying to be nobody's mama. I'm already somebody else's mama. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll be cool to have somebody else that I I feel like
1: don't most people, when you start dating them, they just... I would think they would assume that you're not looking for another parent. Eh! No? (laughs) When you're dating someone, you like make it known she doesn't need another mom. Yeah, I mean, it's just like... Or like, how do you go about... Because I never even, like when I was going on dates, I never even mentioned I had a daughter. Because, well, one, I really didn't see it going Uh, farther than a couple dates. But... I don't know. I just, I guess it's the same thing. I didn't want them to assume I needed father figure yeah, or whatever no, the yeah. fuck.
2: No, I, I I just, I tend to be very blunt upfront. Like this is who I am. This is what makes me me. And if it's the first date, mm-hmm. like then it's the first date. But I, I tend to be just, I want to be upfront and just honest about myself as complete about myself as possible on that first date, because I don't want to waste either one of our times.
1: I noticed that when I was like matching with guys that were 35 or older, they were very fortunate. Oh. Uh, forward with all that information. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, cause like, fuck that shit. We ain't wasting any time.
2: Yeah. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. Like yeah. I, I definitely want to have a healthy relationship and I want that to grow. And I, I want to grow my family. I, I would love to have more kids if possible. Um, So all those things play a part. Trying to piece that puzzle together, and I don't want to play a game for four months with you, trying to figure out what makes you you and what makes me me. I let's just put it out there, put it all our cards on the table. If you can't live with my cards, okay, tell me and pound like just walk away, and I'm okay with that. Like I think most people should be okay. It's not it's not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, it's just another you know person that just did not have what I was looking for, or they I didn't have what they were looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. I do notice that is the case. I, I would say with the guy on, on the apps was either had been divorced, had a kid, or was, I'd say, 35 or older, that they were just more focused and knew exactly what they were looking for, which it's- is good. I like that, though. I like that because then there's no miscommunication because I know with the guys that are, were like 25-ish <laughs> – yeah. It was like a hot fucking mess. It was a hot mess. So well, like, tr- I just ended up like trolling them half the time. So, because yeah. it was just fucking well, stupid.
2: Well, yeah. just, you're, you're starting to speak a dating app. So I don't know if, I don't know if you, so. so <laughs> oh
1: yeah, how was your experience yeah. with dating apps? Oh, Do you have any so, notable mentions?
2: Uh, I got a few. My, my, so, oh, we so, love them. So, uh, we love my, the stories. The worst date I've ever been on in my life happened probably two years ago and it was a bumble date um so i matched with this woman she was probably you know early 30s we had a good conversation and again i'm very blunt very upfront i don't want to have a text conversation for years Like so (laughs) so if if we're starting to get if, if we're starting to get along like after a couple messages and i'm not saying like after the second message i'm asking you out but if, if we're going down the, the path where it's like, this is going really good. This right. is a good conversation. Yeah. Let's just go and do this face-to-face. So let's meet face-to-face and go to a restaurant or just have a, have a beer, have a coffee, have something small. I don't, I don't, yeah. not, not trying to lock you into like, you know, a three hour movie. We're not watching Titanic on the first date, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, uh, but let's do something small and let's just have like, just continue the conversation to see if this works and we can grow that from there. Well, uh, so I, it was like, hey, let's just meet for a beer. So I show up at a, a bar, a local bar in Hampton. It's a Tuesday night, so the bar is pretty empty. And uh, actually, it's completely empty except for two people, her and the, a guy. And the guy was sitting right next to her at an empty bar. And I'm like, that's kind of awkward. But maybe the bar was full and you know, I'm just showing up late or I, I don't know. So I go sit down next to her, introduce myself, and we're starting to chat. And uh, I just notice the guy keeps just kind of peering over, and kind of seems to be really involved in the conversation. And uh, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, maybe he's just you know lonely, and he's just over there. So I introduce myself to him, and then when I'm introducing myself to him, like you can see her face, facial expressions, and everything starts to change. And uh, so, like, like bad
1: or good change, like bad. Oh, okay. like like
2: like things are going downhill. Oh my gosh, I hope you're not going to say what I think you're going to say. So I'm lost. She, I'm inter- she introduced me to her husband.
1: What? Yeah. So you guys were going to have a threesome.
2: So the reasoning behind this whole thing, she didn't mention any in the lead up that she was married, boyfriend, anything. So apparently they were having a hard time talking people into like meeting them online. They would they would just get ghosted a lot. Like it, like guys would be really into it. Like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'll do that to you. All that kind of fun stuff. And then when the time came to actually show up at the house. And oh my
1: God. I was she, totally joking about the threesome. No, but no, no yeah, okay, no, no, no,
2: this is real. Um I got another story after this. Oh but uh, but but so to do This th- is, the
0: best. So, this is, this is the best.
2: So 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 her reasoning, I I almost left immediately. I was like I, the bartender was just like looking at us like oh my god. And uh and so I was like look I'm out like I I dropped you know my money down for my beer and left. And uh so she texted me after and was like look we're just having a really hard time finding people that actually want to go through with it with us. And so we thought if we got a chance to just you you just meet us in person and just get a chance to know us. That you would maybe go through with it, and so I was like, "That's a conniving."
1: That's that's the worst yeah, way to go that's about this. The worst.
2: Don't trick me into having a threesome with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, that's the worst date that I've ever been on. The the most. I inter- wonder
1: whatever happened to them.
2: I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. But the, <laughs> They're uh,
1: probably on the wrong app. So that was Bumble. I'm yeah, sure there's they, some type of plenty app. Of,
2: plenty of fish is probably the right thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: like oh, maybe Craigslist. I don't know. <laughs>
2: But Craigslist doesn't have the casual encounters anymore. Oh, they
1: don't? No. Wait, they actually had something like yeah, that? Oh, they, yeah. And they had the best, like, descriptions. No way. Like, oh, legit. You did legit
2: was, search for casual encounters like MMF.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah and they had the best description. There would always... What's the yeah. one, too, where it was, like, not... Um, I don't know if it's called Close Encounters or, like, Missed Encounters. Oh, encounter. Missed Encounters. Yeah, Missed Encounters. So, it, it, I remember reading one before. It was, like, the cereal aisle of food lion on this road. We caught eye contact, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) I hope you're reading this. I'm
0: like, Oh my God, this poor
1: person.
0: So one time Jason and I, this is my best story about you. And I was like, Oh my God, we could totally be besties and we could be each other's wingman. So he and I are sitting at cycle bar. We're waiting to go into class and we're chit chatting about dating or whatever. And he's like, I just want to be in Whole Foods in the freezer section. And I want yes. to open the freezer door and reach in and then both of our hands touch. And I was like, Oh my God, I want that too. <laughs> so that's never going to
1: happen. No. You two.
2: Damn it.
0: I just... <laughs> Why are you killing our
1: dream? I'm just being a realist. That's never going to happen.
2: Oh this yeah. No here. Um, but uh, yeah, we're pouring wine right now. Ah, I'm, ah. I'm spilling it on the table. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that was my dream that that I would one day meet someone in the Whole Foods reaching for the same flavor Halo Top and yes. <laughs> our, our hands would touch and electricity would fill the Whole Foods air Thank and you. Ah, just not gonna happen, is it? That's but, uh, that's when I knew so, I was like Jason and I can be friends
0: so in, and we totally need to go out together and, so that and, we can be each other's wingman. Instead,
2: I matched with a woman on Bumble and her first message is I'm collecting guys for a gangbang. Would you like to be a part of it? And then listed Holy out shit. then listed out all the rules. And, what are the rules I forget now I wish I would have screenshot I it.
1: wish you, you yes. this was this
2: was like when I first got on Bumble like two three years ago and oh I've God. been on and off that app a lot yeah uh especially when I get bored but uh, the message was pretty lengthy and but it had all these rules about like she was gonna put a sock on the door like so I was like no thanks but uh you good luck to you but then <laughs> but then there's a piece of me that goes I wonder what number draft pick I would have been like am I the number one draft pick for the gangbang? <laughs> Like, like, let's like, do.
1: like like you just want to know. I just like to- like how many
2: guys is it like a thirty two team? like do we have like all the teams represented here? Right. and I, I get I get to walk on stage and like be the first draft pick for the gangbang? Huh.
0: We'll
2: been, never That's have that that
1: that been, been, cool. been, that been interesting. we'll
2: we'll never find out. No. but uh, but yeah, she like, kept in contact with her. Man. No, no, but there is that intriguing part. That, that Never
1: goes- happens to me on the dating apps. I never get asked for a gangbang. I never get asked for a threesome. If
2: guys are asking for gangbangs, <laughs> you, in the never, ra- you're in the you wrong never crowd. I've had
1: some very vulgar invitations, re- but none of those have been I mean, that exciting. Maybe that's
2: what I need to start doing just looking for reverse gangbangs. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm collecting a, oh, a harem of women for a reverse gangbang.
1: Actually, you should, can you test that for us and
2: see oh, if that works? Uh, see what happens. Uh, there's too many people that might know me. Oh,
0: touche, touche. Yeah,
2: I don't need that I all. have been
0: swiping on the Bumble app once before, and I ran across Jason. Did, did you swipe on him? No, I swiped left because I was like, Ugh, what if he well, doesn't, because I was like, if he doesn't swipe right back on me, and then we don't match, then I'm going to feel... Well, I mean, it could have like just been cool
1: like, because I've seen people I know and just matched with them, just be like, what the fuck are you doing on here?
2: That's what, that's what happens. Like, I'll literally right swipe on people, and then they'll message me, not on... Not on Bumble, but on Instagram they'd be like what the hell dude <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I had to see
0: well if I see you on there next time I'm totally swiping because right. I, I did swip, swipe left because I was like it'll be a joke but then I was like what if he doesn't swipe right or he doesn't recognize me then it's not gonna be any fun
2: <laughs> yeah. but yeah so I mean the dating apps have been I mean they've been interesting to say the least I mean uh, there's some really good people that like you have really good conversations with for yes. a day or two and then
1: yeah, you never see You never talk to him Where again. Where the I,
2: fuck did you go? <laughs> that, yeah,
1: that happens I, to me a lot too. I'm
0: infamous for that because I'll be on the, I'll like download the app because I'm bored and I'll leave it on there for like a week and then I'm like, all right, I'm done with it, delete. And then it's gone.
2: So interesting story though, mm-hmm. when you get really like, oh, it's happened to me recently. I matched with the 24 year old roommates that live right across the street from me.
0: He, told, he was telling me about this. <laughs>
2: So how does that work out? Like, I am stuck, like, having to, you like... You match
0: with both of them?
2: Both of them, yeah. I do. wonder
1: if they talk to each other, like... That has
2: to happen, You know, right? the dad
1: across the street? He swiped right, we matched. Oh,
0: my God, me too! Like, how does that work? Krista and I have actually been on the abs before, and we've swiped on the on the guys and matched at the same time and have actually been talking to the same guy at the same time sitting next to
2: each other yeah it happened like so a lot like what happens with my bumble a lot is Mm -hmm. it becomes a bar game for female friends of mine where like i'll end up giving (laughs) my phone to my female friends and they'll literally spend like an hour oh i
1: love doing that to my guy friends i do that to my guy friends i love it
2: and then i'll get a message like two days later from somebody like who the hell
0: is this like have they ever swiped right right one and it's turned
2: into something no no it's always been like the old woman that's got like 17 cats and a parakeet oh the kind of thing they love to have that kind of fun with me
0: oh uh, yeah. that's not nice See, I would that's my friends I would you do- gotta have
2: people that level you out
0: <laughs> I, mean, I would do some of those but for the most yeah part, you got it th- i like her She's cute. So, he, would ha- he would get along but, with But I'll tell
2: you what, some of my best friendships are with women. It's just the ability to, like, have the open communication and just be like, hey, like, this is what's going on in my life. Right. Like, what the hell? And, like, for them to have that honest feedback and, like, with nothing to gain from it kind exactly. of thing. So, I mean, like, I will say that's some of the most fun relationships. Oh, they're
1: prepping you for your, those girl dad combos.
2: Oh God. I don't want <laughs> No, we, we have some pretty raunchy conversations. Okay, maybe but. minus
1: the raunch, but <laughs> they're preparing you. Yeah, yeah
2: okay. no, no, no. But they, they do have like some good advice for like, especially as a single dad, like raising a girl, it's like, Oh, she, she's talking about this. What do I do? Kind of thing. And so they'll, they'll have some good uh, tidbits of wisdom for me. But most of the conversations are pretty raunchy. So I have a question. <laughs> I have a question
0: i've always wondered this because some guys are kind of like dicks and they have daughters and i always wondered when you go out on dates and stuff like that do you ever think how would i want my daughter to
2: be treated oh yeah or all the time like uh and i like i've even uh, training's the wrong word for this but i grew up in a very chivalrous kind of family right very like gentleman type things mm-hmm. And so I'm very much into opening doors, walking on the side of the sidewalk that's got the traffic, all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I teach my daughter that like when we're in the Target parking lot, you're on the side that doesn't have the traffic coming at you kind of thing. Right, right. Um, It's funny because the daddy daughter dates have actually been some of the best, I guess, ways for me to like yes incorporate ideas into real
1: dating okay yes Agree. like you're you're making the foundation for her to know what a proper date would be like you know yeah. what the guy you know should be and should not be doing on a date with your mm-hmm. daughter like right. so she'll have this certain expectation correct
2: yeah 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 yes and
0: then you like you're taking that on into your actual real date
2: yeah. So my real date, like, so like we do, me and Camilla do a daddy daughter date night, a drive and movie. And I'm thinking, man, this would be a really nice to deuce with somebody that's not six years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so I mean like and that's expanded that. I mean, like, that, you know, aspect of it. Cause I used to be kind of very, well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want to do? I, I don't know. What do you want to do? And so ever since, you know, I've started doing this, I've tended to be more decisive and like, all right, well, we're going to go do this. You know, if you have fun, you have fun. If you don't, oh, sorry. I
0: will say as a girl that's dating. So Krista taught me this recently where, so if, if a guy says something like, Oh, you know, let's go do something. And i said, oh, are you asking me on a proper date? And they'll say, "Why, well, yes, I am. So then that sets the stage. Yeah, of, that, sets the that sets
1: the tone of that of meeting. Sky, no yeah.
0: meeting. I'm going expect you to like bring it.
2: Buddy. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so it turns into a game and it makes it fun. But I'm that girl. Like, if you want to take me on a date, what time? Where am I meeting you? And just tell me where to show up. Yeah. I don't want to plan anything.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, that's how I am too. I
0: plan everything in my life. I don't yeah. want to plan
2: how... So- I hear that so much. Like that's probably the number one thing I hear from a lot of women that I'm attracted to is women that are, have, are very goals, like goal oriented, go-getter type women. They have careers, they have other things they're doing. Like it's one of those things where they're on the go and drive, like driven on a constant, like, 24 hour basis, right. where if they could finally have somebody that says, All right, yep. we're going to do this at this time, meet me here, wear this. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Thank
1: you. That yeah. They're Thank fun, you. Like, they're like, All right. I'm in. I'm yep. I'm Same. Like, if yeah. you just tell me, Show up here at this time, this is, and it's a proper date, blah, 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 mm-hmm. I will fucking be there. Yeah, like, I, I am, like, I'm not picky, like everything, anything like that. Like, that's like the perfect date is if the guy just takes care of all the details yeah. and I just got to show up.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I also tend to be a creature of comfort. So like I'm very much a jeans and a t-shirt boots hat mm-hmm. kind of guy. So I I tend to pick things that are just casual, especially right. at the yeah. very beginning. Like I'm not trying to take you to like, you know, the opera house on the first date kind of thing. Well, I mean, that's I'm not trying mean, to impress you with anything.
0: Yeah. And you don't want to lead with that because yeah. like, how do you talk? How, yeah. It? How
2: do you yeah. come back on a second date? Like second date, we're going to McDonald's. Like, <laughs> no, like
0: <laughs> she took me to
2: the, Time. Sorry, I blew I my it. I blew my budget on the first date. And now...
1: Now we're going to McDonald's, bitch. Now you getting... So, now, now you're getting... up. You want th- the Happy Meal? Now
2: you're getting 20 chicken nuggies. <laughs> 20 chicken nuggies.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> eat all those chicken nuggets I mean, I, totally
2: <laughs> I mean most people probably would be happy with that at this point and
0: i would totally be happy with yeah. that but at the same time it's like yes i believe in chivalry i believe yeah. that you know i was taught by my dad that a man opens the door and yeah. he walks on the side of the street and he does this and he does that and i'm here for it and at the end of the day tell me where to be and what time you to be there and i will meet you there homie
2: yeah it's yeah. just, it's just it, but in this time and age that we're living in like and we could probably have a whole nother show on oh, this God. It's just like the whole uh, gender roles and everything else. It's just it's a lot of things to take in because uh, and I think a lot of guys and like I even think about it sometimes Are you you know, you're starting to toe the line between am I being too aggressive? Am I being you're trying to toe that? But then at the end of the day, like all I can do is be me. And if you don't like yeah. that, we're not compatible. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you can I, I'm going to save us both the time. You go find somebody that's more in tune with you and what your needs are. And I'm just going to do me and I'll I'll eventually find somebody. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. one yeah. day when I'm 90.
0: Don't put that out into the universe, Jason. Take it back. Take it
2: but- back. But no, I mean, like it's been a learning process over the years, and like I think I told you before the show, I, like it, ever since me and my ex split up, I've been basically single for like the going on five years. Uh, I've had like a relationship that lasted for you know a little bit of time, uh, but we lived in across the country. She lived in California, I lived here. Um, this was
1: long distance. Long distance.
2: So okay. I mean, I hide in my home and hope somebody kicks down the door one day and starts dating me. So I
1: told, <laughs> so
0: I told Chris, one day. I already know what you're about to say, Mitch, and this is the funniest shit ever. So I told Chris, I was like, you know. Hate the whole dating process I really just want to go to bed one day and wake up in the middle of the night and there's a man standing <laughs> at my bed and he's like baby I'm here for you and Chris is like yeah that's the man that's coming to the so, rape so you're, yeah you're
2: looking for what, you're looking
0: name, for a killer what's or- his name Joe <laughs> off that show what was
2: the show like oh, the, oh you. you yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like I don't want to go through the getting to know you and the small talk and the bullshit like are we have you seen that meme that says once you're 30 and you're dating it's like there's no in between Met, we like each other. We're fucking boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. like, that's where I'm so, at right now. Yeah.
2: So I, I think one of the big things for me is like, you can be single for so long and you become so independent and so in a routine that anybody coming into your life and that kind of starts to mess with that at all almost becomes a burden. And you're like, and then you start kind of pushing it away instead of like accepting it for what it is.
0: Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) you're like, you're like,
2: man, I really loved my life without having to worry about somebody else, like kind of thing. And and so I found myself definitely there where I'm like, I have my routine where I do the same basically things every day and then trying to find time to bring in a relationship into all that with everything else I'm doing. It's been kind of difficult. And a lot of times that's one of the first questions I get from from people that are trying to date me is like, well, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, you're doing a lot of different things. Where am I going to fit in? So I guess my big thing to that is you're not going to be a priority from jump. Right. You're going to yeah. have to, you know, we're both, in my opinion, going to have to make ourselves priorities in each other's lives at some point.
0: But I also think that your significant other isn't always going to be, shouldn't be your first priority. And I think you and I both have posted this meme yeah. before. Where it's I want you to be your first priority. I'm not your first priority because yeah. if you're not happy,
2: gotta get yourself then, right.
0: Then you can't you yeah. can't make me happy, and I can't come into a relationship expecting and it's and I'll never re- forget the Will Smith where he said you know he did that Insta story where he said I told her I couldn't I couldn't make Jada happy. Yeah, like that was not my job. It's your job to make you happy, and I can only add to that. And you asking me to make you happy is selfish.
2: Yeah. You can, uh, you can do, uh, and this is, this is part of the problem that I had with my, ex. my ex tried everything in the on planet earth to try to make me happy. And I just wasn't happy with myself. Right. And then over time, after we split, I finally had those mirror moments and I started working on myself and started getting there to a point where I fell in love with myself. Mm-hmm. And I knew who I was as a person where I started to become happy. Right. And then she saw that. And I remember her asking me the question, like, why couldn't I make you that happy? and it wasn't and like i felt so bad at that point because it wasn't her it wasn't it wasn't on her right. she could do every she could have done everything in her power but it was on me right like it has to be you make yourself happy and then you bring that to the relationship right. and then you know my big thing with the relationship thing is i don't want your identity to be, to be jason's wife jason's yeah, girlfriend, um, jason's whatever i want your identity to be, to be your and identity and i want my identity to be my identity and we drive forward, and we do. We support each other's goals. We're each we're each each other's number one fans, and we go forward in life that way. Right. Versus you're attached to my hip, and you know wherever I go, we're gonna go exactly. kind of thing. Like no, like that's not the way it works. Like a relationship is two people that are individuals that bring those things to them to, to the relationship.
0: Yeah, and I do have to say that once when my ex husband and I uncoupled. I had to figure that out because I was married 21 years at that point in time. I was 21 when I met him.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And I had no idea who the hell Tiana was. I was so and so. I was Christina, Karina, and Cameron's mom. I was the soccer mom. I was Christopher's wife. I was X, Y, and Z. I had no idea who the hell Tiana was.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I did do the purposely single for 3 years. Don't
2: get me wrong, I did have a good time. I'm not purpose- <laughs> I'm not purposely doing it. It's just happening. <laughs> I no,
0: my, my hoops are small for a reason. But I did I did enjoy myself. I did have a good time, but I wasn't looking for anything. Yeah. At, for a long time, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, "All right, I am like alright i want to do life with
2: somebody." No, I mean like I'm there. I watch enough Hallmark TV at this oh my point God, to like I love it. I want a fake Christmas too, damn it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs>
1: I know the, the acting is horrible, but I watch those stupid movies and I'm like, I want, I want one of those kinds. Of
2: I watch like the crazy Lifetime movies, like, oh yeah, oh, the, I, yeah, I, I like I,
1: the so weird crazy shit. I've got where, it like... planned out.
2: Like, I'm going, <laughs> I'm eventually going to be murdered on one of these Bumble days and when I when I am, Rob Lowe is going to play me. In oh a,
1: my god, a, I can see it in a
2: Lifetime movie.
1: I can totally Rob see is, it.
2: Rob Lowe is the Lifetime actor yeah. of the year. He really year. <laughs> But
1: yeah. I was gonna say, no, I love that because like I can't date a guy that doesn't have his own life.
0: Yeah.
1: Like if you can't be up under me 24-7, like I'm gonna get so sick of you. Like you know I, yeah, what I'm saying I, like, I'm, like you like, gotta have your own shit going on.
2: Don't get me wrong. Like nobody's too busy to find those two minutes in their yeah. day to text you and say, yeah. Hey, look, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Um, but I'm not trying to turn that. I'm thinking about you into a five hour long conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like I agree. It's, agree. Uh, it, you know, it's one of those things where everybody wants that affirmation that, you know, you're loved and people are thinking about you throughout the day. And, but at the same time, we all get busy. We right. all, we all yeah. have things and we all have we're, things we're, we're to all do. adults. We have lives. We yeah. have kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. We got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, I, and I completely agree with that. Like, I don't want somebody that's all up in my shit all the time. I was a, a military wife for 23 years. Like, I'm not sure that I can do a nine to fiveer. Like, I've actually like thought Like a job? The, like, a guy that has a nine-to-five <laughs> oh. And has, like, all this extra time. <laughs> like, I almost feel like I need to date somebody that's in the military or a cop or a firefighter. Like, or someone that's... Some...
1: The guy needs to have some kind of goal um, outlet, goals, outlet. outlet yeah. and some kind of... Um, there's something they're working on that I can cheer him on.
2: But that's women, too. I, yeah. I, I will say, like, I'm not trying to... I don't want to... I, I don't want to make this sound bad, but I don't want, like, the homemaker. I don't want right. your whole life to be cleaning the house, cooking dinner, all those kind of things. I want you, know. you to have goals. I want you to go after those goals and I'll support you in any way possible,
0: yeah. but
2: have them let's, let's go after it together. Like if right. yeah. kind of thing. And, and, uh, and that's big, like, that's huge for me. I, I, I don't know. I just, I need somebody in my life. That's going to be, that's going to understand my energy and then match it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I feel the same way because even though I'm, I'm 46, the lifestyle that I live <laughs> I'm not trying to be at home picket fence that night like no. I'm an empty nester. I have zero responsibilities at home other than paying my bills. I want to go and do shit.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I get it. No, I mean, and that's one of the things what I tell people all the time is first of all, like if you're defining yourself with only one word, mm-hmm. we need to expand on that. Right. Because if you're just a mom. Okay, well what are your what are your other passions in life? Like right. what else are you? Like I get being a mother is should be and a father should be the number one thing in your life. I right. get that. I understand that. But you have to have other things in your life that you're passionate about that you, you know, your child can see you being happy doing what you love to do and, and those different kinds of things. And then your potential partner can also see those things and help you drive towards those goals. But when I hear the excuse of, well, I just don't have time to work out or do this or, or or meal prep or do all the different things when I'm like talking to somebody that potentially just wants to get advice for training and things like that. It's like, well just journal for one week what you do. I dare you. Just journal for one week. Like well, how you spend your time. And I bet you, I bet your ass, you'll find at least ten hours in there where I could be working out, I could be on a treadmill, I could be doing all you know, all kinds of different things to better myself in the way I want to better myself. Whether that's, that's cool. reading, whether that's working out, whether that's you know, crafting, whatever, yeah, I was going to say crocheting, bro- Crochet. whatever your goal is. Yeah, whatever. Damn it. whatever it is, yeah. you like want to make you, that crocheted if, blanket. If, if girl, you want to sell, it. if you want to sell a billion dollars on Etsy, do it. Like <laughs> people are scared of the word sacrifice, and that's what you have to do. In a lot of ways, to get where you want to go in life, you have to. There's something you're going to have to sacrifice, and it's normally something that's very easy to sacrifice. It's not the big things. It's not the being a mom. It's not being a good you know partner. It's not those things. It's sacrificing the one hour of Netflix you watch a night. It's sacrificing those type of things.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you know, like, have you ever looked at your guys's like screen time on your phones? Oh, I. like I remember during quarantine, yeah. I like the day gives you that weekly update. And yeah. it was like, you were on your phone for 10 hours. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I like, no, I wasn't. You're yeah. lying.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, like I, like I told you before I came on, like I got a chance to be on a podcast uh, with a gentleman that started up. Yeah, he started a podcast for fathers for and I was one of the first people that were on the podcast. Now he's interviewing Tom Brady and what
1: the all, fuck? all these people. And like, I love it. So,
2: I mean, like, it's it's just one of those things where he puts himself out there. He's on social media messaging. Like, I see him, like, on, like, famous athletes, famous actors. The Rocks page, for instance. He's on The Rocks page messaging him. Hey, I got this podcast. Uh, would you mind being a guest? He's putting himself out there and to everybody and anybody oh, yeah. who listens. Shoot your shot. Shoot your
0: yeah, shot. that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Like, you shoot your shot, and then you're either going to get knocked down or not.
2: Putting yourself out there. Right. Um, and that's with anything in life. Exactly. Like, just got to put yourself out there and uh, take the chance. But you're still going to be nervous. And you know why? Because you put everything you had into that product, Absolutely. into what you're putting on the line. And if you're not nervous, or at least a little bit, like, how's it going to work out? Like, what's what's going to be the results of this? I, I feel like maybe you left something back that you probably, sh- you know, you probably could have worked harder. You probably could have done something more. Because where if I'm nervous and I'm looking for a good result, like, and I want, like, I put a goal out there and I say it to the world, I better. You got to show up. I got to show up now. Gotta show cause up you now. Can put it out there. I got to show up now because like like before the the last ultra run I did, I said I wanted to get 70 miles and the 13 hour time limit that that it was. And I ended up in 12 hours and 48 minutes or so getting like 67 miles. So I came up three, three miles short, which is a great, like, it was a great race. I finished second in the race, but at the same time, part of me is like, fuck, I didn't get 70 mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, and so now I'm like, what's next? Like, how am I, how am I going to, how am I going to redeem myself? How am I going to, how am I going to go after it? So now I want to do hundred miles in less than 24 hours.
0: All right. So I have a question. Do Wait, you get spect- what? Do you get spectators at these races?
2: Uh, not necessarily spectators. You get like what? Uh, for a lot of these ultra runs, you get like a crew, like pit crews. Like you get guys, like guys and gals. Be part of
0: your pit crew. I want to be part of the.
2: Like, hey i'm trying to do the outer banks uh, 100 miler and what does the
1: pit crew do yeah,
2: so basically ba- do we you're,
1: like you, put water on you uh,
2: or
0: something i don't, so, don't know so, gonna, uh, so, change so, your socks so, like. what do
2: we do? so a lot of the like the pit crew jobs is like, like i'd say is almost harder like i wouldn't say hard, i don't know it's hard it's it's a difficult job like you're staying up for 24 hours you're meet me at you know different like mile markers like with Whatever I'm commanding at that time, like I need. Oh, you demanding? Money? <laughs> well, shit! <laughs> well, well... He's
0: running hundred
2: miles. <laughs> he better mean, right. get what he wants. Yeah. Fuck. He's allowed to demand. <laughs> like it's like it's, but it's like yeah, you know what's what I need at that time to keep me fueled and keep me going for the next whatever, however many right, miles so I got when left. When is this outer Banks? March 27th, so, I think. So when way.
1: you say whatever you need, so how long? You said the run is 24 hours. So I'm
2: doing a, I'm doing a. Well, the hundred miler can take you know however long it's going to take. But so I'm, you
1: don't sleep
2: no and there's a 48 hour race that i'm doing three weeks later that same thing you don't you, you when can, do you, you can eat nap. you can nap you eat along the way
1: like but okay so like do you, you like, stop, stop and go to a restaurant and eat or no. you can, like eat a sandwich and no. then just keep moving you,
2: for some of these races i've had cheese quesadillas on the race i've had soup i've had uh like the energy bars gummies like all those kind of different things that keep you fueled throughout the race um a lot of these guys are just amazing at what they're able to do like there's a guy named zach bitter who did a hundred mile race on a track and he finished it in like less than he finished it in like 11 hours and something so basically a six minute and like 47 second pace per mile
1: and they don't s- and miles. you don't stop
2: um, or you can stop you can stop but but most of but the, time's the time going. still going okay so, so most people have goals that they set out for for these races like if I want to do 100 miles in less than 24 hours, I have a certain pace that I got to hit. And so stopping like pit stops that take lengthy amount of, amounts of times are going to create more of a need for me to increase my pace. Mm-hmm. So if I can keep keep me moving and keep those pit stops shorter, that's less time I have to catch up.
0: So March 27th, it's on my calendar. It, there we go. I'm being part of the pit group.
2: All right. Done and done.
0: Where else are we at? Have you ever been catfished? Yes. You have? Yeah. Tell us please. Yeah. Did you ever meet them and
1: then realize you're a catfish? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, tell us yeah. those stories. No, no. Yeah. I
2: mean, but that happens plenty of times. I think now with the day and age of filters, it's like it's just too easy. Like it's, Really? So, yeah.
1: So it was the same person, they just look different, or it was like a completely different human.
2: Well, it's like so literally. There, like with a lot of these filters you can change your body you can like do like different things like so now you got to pick up like on the fact is does the background look distorted and made her waist look smaller and her butt look bigger kind of like all those kind of different things you got to look at like you're like i'm you're examining the picture like did she manipulate this picture in any way shape or That's, form
1: that is so bizarre to me
2: i don't mean to be superficial about it all but like there's a lot of times where it's just like hey be you just accept a guy doesn't want to be with you for who you are and what you look like too bad on them kind of thing uh but don't uh manipulate the way you look or try to hide things like that that just is a turn off for me like and i think i think people try to do that too much it's you know we all have flaws but i think once we're able to accept it and just be like here here i am i think that's more empowering and i think that's more uh, attractive in my opinion Mm Uh, then trying to hide it and then, you know, put yourself out one way on a dating app. And then you show up and you're like, you, from minute, second one, I'm like, already like.
0: This is not the same person. Not the same person. Yeah, no. The biggest um, thing from what my description of dating me is like, it says dating me is like biting into an oatmeal you're cookie goodness. and realizing it's a chocolate chip. It's chocolate chip. And then realizing two hours later, it was, it was also o- inedible. But you've been warned. <laughs> That's
1: what my profile. That's These, what my profile says, and I have to say, everyone is like that's the biggest kick that everyone gets out of it. I hate when I read profiles and there's like nothing amusing, and I'm so, like yeah. nothing about your fucking personality. Like fuck no, I, you
0: know? I,
2: I am overly attracted to women that have uh, that are sarcastic, that have sarcasm. I hate dry conversations, like yeah, just those a, are the worst, like the hi, how are you? I'm fine well what are you doing today yeah. i That's went to work lame it's yeah. I, I tend to overly use gifs and memes and uh, those um, are the best
1: i love I, gifs I, and I, meme yeah. combos well because
2: I, I i always joke with friends i was like a, a meme says a thousand words that i don't need to say anymore like but the thing is is or, that at the
0: end of the day it's online dating. you gotta have some fun with it yeah, yeah. You, gotta you gotta have, have fun. fun with it because yeah. it's bullshit
2: yeah we're it's in the, really bullshit. We're it's, in the shit together, everyone. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But
0: that's where we're at at this point in time. And there's – as much as I would like to meet someone organically, what are the chances that's going to happen? And now we're in the middle of a global pandemic where we can't do
2: shit. Well, it, it, here's my thing on organic. So, like, I know, like, the whole Halo Top and the Whole Foods thing yes. might not happen in my life. <laughs> but but I think organic okay, <laughs> –
1: Well, actually, well <laughs> – I, well, you never know. Maybe someone will listen to this, and they're gonna see you at Whole Foods, and then they know like it's a match made in heaven, and they're just gonna come up next to you in the freezer aisle and touch whatever you're touching.
2: <laughs> for for my stalkers out there, I go to the Whole Foods and tech center in Newport News. But uh, but anyways, no, it's one of those things. Not
1: that, even gonna lie, if I did see you at Whole Foods, I would just do it just for the fuck of it. The- yeah. It's
2: gotta be the right flavor of Halo Top. But uh.
0: I you
2: put your hand in there, and then I, I'd go just sit there and play around. This yeah. one, no, no,
1: okay. i are just like having this like fucking
0: hand fucking moving around game. That one,
1: that girl, you should
2: date just because, yeah, seriously. But uh, but I think organic is more in our face than we're willing to admit. But what I think, mean? I think we're, will, I think people are too afraid to approach people in real life anymore. I think everybody That's hides, true. I think everybody hides behind these things in our hands and 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 behind a computer so much anymore. That actually physically going up and having a real conversation with somebody, people don't know how to to have that ice breaking conversation without a meme or a GIF or a witty pickup line that's on a Bumble or a Tinder or things like that. It's it's how do you start an organic conversation in the gym? Uh, What's up, fucker? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) true. I did.
0: It's like it's gender it's
1: gender neutral, inclusive, and it's funny. Yeah, I'd laugh at it. I'm like,
0: what's up, dude?
2: No, I mean, like, I think those kind of like just opportunities are there, but I think just people are uh, too hesitant to do it. And we're in COVID time, so it doesn't, it doesn't, but people are more likely in my experiences to see me in the gym. Like literally we make eye contact. And then three hours later, after I'm home, showered on the couch, watching, you know, whatever I'm watching, I get a message on Instagram saying, Hey, I saw you in the gym.
1: Like, why don't you fucking say something at the
0: gym? Then? And, and, and
2: yeah. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. The 24 year old neighbors that I bashed <laughs> with on Bumble, I didn't talk to until Bumble. That's so And funny. they live right across the street. Right. So, I mean, like, I, we don't even talk to our own neighbors anymore. We're just have those kind of conversations. But
0: that's even pre-COVID
2: though. But that's, yeah. It's, yeah well, that's well, pre-COVID. But, but it's pre, but I did notice that COVID did create um, the, the opportunity for more people to get outside though.
1: True. I did see that literally That's right true. when they fucking shut everything down. I hadn't seen so many people running in my whole entire fucking kids, life. Well,
2: that and kids just being outside again. Yeah,
1: yeah. I had, I think. Well, because
2: parents can only take but so much time. Get out. Yeah, it's it's easier. Your kid's going to sit in the basement on the computer or the, the Xbox or PlayStation all day right. and become, you know, wonderful humans in society <laughs> or, or they're going to get their ass outside and go play. All
0: right. So what, what, what's going to be your mom and? Of-
1: um, my mama knows best is that I need to take my ass to the gym. I know that much. <laughs> I feel, I that? feel so inadequate here <laughs> with these hundred mile races and fucking cycle bar people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I guess my mama knows best is be yourself. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, like, that's a good day, one. Cause we're, we're dating and we're doing all the things
2: like, yeah yourself from the beginning and then go from there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. Um your, I think my it's we just kicked off the new year so I know a lot of people got resolutions and people are like looking for new goals and trying to achieve new things and uh we always joke about the resolutioners being in the gym for like a month or two weeks okay, and then yeah. and then and then leaving. I don't necessarily hate them. Like it, it, here's here's my thing. Here's my piece of advice okay. and my daddy's knows best, I guess, is a lot of us have this massive goal that we want to achieve we want to lose 50 pounds we want to you know run 100 miles we want to do these different things but um we don't ever really take it and 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 bring it down to manageable goals like baby steps so if you want to lose 50 pounds let's start with a pound a week over the next year okay. and and by the end of the year you'll be able to look back to January 4th or wherever we're at and say this is what I look like on January 4th First, and then this is what I look like on December 31st instead of trying to lose 50 pounds in three weeks. Oh, that's called a smart goal. The best way I've ever heard it's like because a lot of people get into the gym and they, they go for three weeks and then they're not seeing results and they're like, well, what the hell is wrong kind of thing? And the best way I've ever heard it put was you got to you got to imagine yourself. As like a, a piece of clay, like I'm going to use a ghost theme here from okay. the movie Ghost because I'm a Patrick Swayze fan. Oh my God, I love that movie. Summer of Swayze. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but anyways, so if you're looking at yourself as a piece of clay and you haven't moved or done anything for over, for a long amount of time or for a while, mm-hmm. you're really, you know, hardened and you're, you're not, you're not going to be manipulated. Your body's not going to be manipulated easily. Mm-hmm. You have to warm it up and start working it and start moving it. And then over time, it's going to be easier to manipulate it and make it into what you wanted to make it into and shape it to wherever you're trying to shape it to. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my biggest uh, piece of advice for everybody in the new year.
0: That was a good baby one. Steps, I like yeah. Baby steps. baby steps. All right. Thank you for coming. We yes. Thank we you. We are definitely going to have you again because this was a lot of fun. Go ahead and follow us on the good MILF on IG. Um, I am personally Tiana uh, at fit savage mom.
2: And insta. Krista. And Jason? I'm at J Floyd Wood. J F L O Y D W O O D.
1: I still think you should change it to Major Wood. Major Wood. I, even
0: though you didn't become a major, but I should like
1: change it to Major Wood. I love the Major Wood part. It's probably
2: already taken by this point. <laughs> oh, let's the, check
0: real fast. I'll I'm tell you. Fast.
1: Major sure, tell Wood.
2: You. My goal for 2021 is to be in the top 1% of OnlyFans. There you
1: go. <laughs> yep. I'm there's somebody it. already named Major Wood. Damn it. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's Jordan Wood. Make it happen. I do precision guesswork based on unreliable data provided by those of questionable knowledge. What the fuck?
2: I like that guy.
1: I know, right? That was actually really funny. This like random guy on Instagram, Jordan Wood, Major Wood.
2: Well, he just got a shout out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're out. Holla.